Hello, and welcome back to our seventh episode of the Align with God podcast, where together we learn experientially how to grow a two-way interactive connection with God. I'm one of your hosts, Denise McKenzie, and Bob and I sponsor Align with God Ministries at alignwithgod.org, which is a Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led, and Jesus-focused ministry that helps people connect more deeply with God. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do so as it will lay a foundation for how to prepare your heart for two-way communion with God. You can find these at our website, alignwithgod.org, under podcasts, or on iTunes or Anchor. We post on Friday or Saturday. Today's podcast will be a little longer. In the last few podcasts, we discussed receiving and then giving love to God, and I know that isn't always as easy as it sounds. We may go through a trial of some kind, a huge loss, and we don't seem to be able to access God's love anymore. This is the very place that we can feel a barrier between us and God. Like, how could he allow that if he loves me? I think we've all been there. I know I have. It's where we start to question God, the church, Our foundation of faith is shaken. We hit a wall. And this can happen through various trials in our lives, whether it be loss of a job or a loved one or a position. We can feel betrayed. We are suffering. We are mad. It's too much. Why would God allow this? And I prayed so hard. Sometimes we want to quit church or even Christianity. We want to let someone, maybe our pastor or even God, have a piece of our mind. If you're at this point, I want to encourage you to stick with what we're teaching here at Align with God. This podcast is meant to help you break through those walls by learning to experience God's presence. Only he can break through the wall to give you his insight or God's sight, which transforms how you then see the issue at hand. Trials become opportunities to commune with God, and they are how we grow. And we need to understand any walls or barriers we feel between us And God's love for us will be understood in the course of time as you invite Jesus in to show you where he is in that trial or in that loss. And that's what we're learning to do in this podcast. Because he's omnipresent and he is with you in all your trials, even if you don't believe that, only he can give you the truth about what happened and why he allowed it. So today we are doing one of the L's of a line to linger. Overall, in this podcast, we're about zeroing in on how to connect with God interactively in baby steps. So it's in mnemonic form to help you remember, but really it's all in the Lord's Prayer. And you may have other ways that you connect with God. So hopefully this can supplement that if you are already feeling a great connection with God. You've probably noticed the word sila. In the scriptures, S-E-L-A-H, it really means to pause in his presence. It encompasses the word linger. So you can do that while you are reading the scripture, where it instructs you to do that and interact with him. But you don't have to limit it to scripture because he is omnipresent. He's everywhere. And you can interact with him everywhere from your spirit to his spirit. And you can linger in his presence to see if he has anything there for you in that moment. That is what we're going to learn to do today. Once learned, you can invite him into any moment, painful or joyful, past or present, and he will show you where he is or was. 
A quick reminder to make sure to check with the scriptures or the filter checks after you're finished with your journaling, which is what I'll do to provide a link in the show notes. But you can go also to alignwithgod.org and they are there as well. And in the exercise today, you may need a journal, so you may want to grab that. Ultimately, our verses for today speak about our primary reason for being here, to know God and to enjoy his presence and to be the vessels that carry the message of his love and his relational joy to the waiting world. The scripture today is Philippians 3.1, and I'm reading it in the Passion Translation. My beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. Paul goes on to say that what limits that joy is trusting in religious laws and duties. Hear that word again, duty. Duty is not relational unless it's done with Jesus. And when that relational joy is missing in something we do, it becomes a duty. Paul said in 3b, we worship God in the power and freedom of the Holy Spirit, not in laws and religious duties. We are those who boast in what Jesus Christ has done and not in what we can accomplish in our own strength. Did you hear that? We are the kind of people as Christians. This is what marks us, that boast in what Jesus has done on our behalf on the cross, not in what we can accomplish on our own. In verse 8, he says he counts all things as loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And that word knowing is two-way knowing not just knowing about someone left brain only, but full brain knowing. So to know Jesus for for Paul meant letting go of everything from his past and throwing all his boasting into the garbage heap so that he might really know Jesus. So dialing this down to our American religious experience, what really limits our joy in experiencing and knowing Jesus is the same thing that limited it for Paul. It was relying on our own knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil. It's anything that's trusting in self. That's what Adam and Eve did, as well as the Pharisees. They trusted in the knowledge of good and evil or religious knowledge over knowing Jesus. The other day, I saw a couple walking along a path. He was a few steps ahead of her, and she trailed behind. They weren't communicating. I thought, how sad. And I've seen them many times do that. I, I, I thought, well, if he just paused and let her catch up, they would be an earshot of each other and get some good talking in. And I'm sure, you know, that was their choice, but it got me thinking about how God comes alongside us to encourage us. Sometimes we are steps ahead due to pressure we put on ourselves or a sense of drivenness or duty to get things done, or we're trailing behind due to discouragement or maybe feeling incompetent in some way. He gave us the Holy Spirit, and one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to instruct us and to remind us of what Jesus has said and to comfort us. It is translated um, to be called near, parakaleo, which is one of the words that God uses. It is translated to be called near, just as the man and the woman couldn't really hear each other unless they called each other near. God calls us near to remind us of his love and to encourage and instruct us in his way. And we need to train ourselves to linger where he calls us near. He's always calling. The question is, are we responding? Or are we lagging behind or getting ahead of him? 
This is the concept in 2 Corinthians 1 where God talks about himself, where Paul talks about God being the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort others. So in our sins and trials, we can say no to God, yet the Holy Spirit calls us near to God so we can be reminded of his love and then say yes to God in this comfort. And being called near is where we find the answers if we allow it to our suffering. So we can then pass it along to others. I got much of this from my friend Susie Marvin and her podcast is called Called Near. It's two words, called near. So I encourage you to listen to that if you want to know more about the Greek here, and I'll have a link for that in the show notes. But making this practical, how do we respond to that calling and learn to stay near, to hang out, to linger and walk with God? Not a step behind or ahead to hear what he wants for us. I really love the word linger. It kind of rolls off my tongue when I say it, and it makes me stop speaking. Like if I say, just linger here, it just kind of makes me think of swinging on a hot summer day with a lemonade in a hammock, just lingering, going nowhere but here, slower is faster, giving yourself permission to just waste time. Personally, and I don't know if you can relate, I have a real hard time doing this. I come from a long line of doers. I think all of us have. It's in our DNA. It's how we survived. And, you know, there's a saying that Jesus is in my heart, but grandpa's in my bones. And it's so true. But some of us, like me, are wired even more so to be doers. But I have a friend, Michelle, who loves to do puzzles. She can work for hours on her puzzles. She says they relax her. My husband also loves to do puzzles. I have another friend who gave me a puzzle for Christmas. What only a few people know about me, however, is that I hate puzzles. Why? Because I feel like they are a waste of time. I labor for hours for what? To put all the pieces back in the box and do it again. What is the purpose? What is the deeper meaning? So I was asking Jesus one day this week what he wanted me to know about how to linger and just be with him. I got a picture of this puzzle that my friend had given me for Christmas. It just popped into my head. I had put it under the couch and I thought, no, Jesus, you do not want me to do a puzzle, do you? I mean, I'll read a book, I'll cook, I'll get a root canal, anything but a puzzle. Really? To no avail. I kept sensing with a gentle, loving nudge that yes, he wanted me to do a puzzle with my husband. I couldn't get the thought out of my head, which I've learned over time, that unless it's sinful, it's probably from Jesus when that happens. So over the years, sometimes I've doubted what I've sensed from Jesus, and when he keeps nudging me, I've learned to obey it as quickly as I can. So I reluctantly got out the puzzle my friend had given me, thank you, Marla, which is really a hard puzzle, by the way, and I started working on it. My husband eagerly joined in, and to him, it's a challenge. And what happened? Well, after about two minutes of puzzling, my mind started spinning with all the things I needed to be doing and with what a waste of time this was. I put on music. I asked my husband 13 questions about what he gets out of puzzles. I learned about putting the edges together and the colors together. And all I could do is keep seeing myself at the end of 95 hours of torture, throwing it all back in the box, or better yet, outside. I felt like I was detoxing off of a drug, and it was the drug of my to-do lists. 
I finally gave up and walked away from that table as fast as I could and started doing anything else but that. Well, the next day I was listening to a podcast by Pete Scazzaro and he was talking about preparing for a Sabbath rest, a great podcast, by the way, and how you have to detox off of your to-do list. And it feels like detoxing off crack. Well, that got my attention. And then he said, you have to actually give yourself permission to waste time. What? Waste time? And I'm preparing for a four-week Sabbath coming up. So that really got my attention. I was talking to my friend Marla later that week, and she said her mother loved puzzles and would always say, the time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. I love that quote. So I'm telling you this story to help you know that it's not always easy to linger. But I like the word linger better than wasting time. To do puzzles, you have to master the art of lingering, of doing just a little bit each time, of slowly studying something or someone. So kudos to all of you out there that God has put in my life to teach me how to linger because I so need it. So here's the definition in the dictionary of linger. To stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. To spend a long time over something. So later that day, Marla said, I feel aligned with God today. I'm very content. And actually, alignment with God in his perspective does bring contentment. But aligning with our knowledge of good and evil often brings pressure, distraction, discouragement, or defeat, not pleasure. And when I was doing that puzzle, I couldn't get aligned. I wasn't seeing it through God's eyes. And God never drives. He leads and we follow if we choose. So the root of linger comes from the word abide and to enjoy each other really sums it up. God wants to know us and abide and live with us forever, to spend eternity with us and where never anything will get in the way of lingering with each other. And we will learn to enjoy God. That is our goal here today as well. You can never waste time with God. So this part of the verse will be our meditation today. Philippians 3.1 My beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. We don't want to limit our joy through our own knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong. We simply want to know God. And we do this through quieting, surrendering, becoming aware of his presence, all the things we've been learning so far, opening to his love, and now today, learning to linger in that love and walking beside him and enjoying him. So let's start to practice. Here's what I do to linger in his presence, to press the pause on my daily world of activities. And this can take 10 minutes, a half an hour, whatever you have time to give him. He will take it and multiply it. So it's not about quantity of time. It's about quality of your interaction with him. So I invite you to come alongside me and say the same prayers as I pray for each section. And I'll say pause at the end. So if you want to pause your recording, you can take all the time you need. And I am doing this exercise right along with you as I'm recording it. So I pray, God, that I can come into your presence right now to hear you. To hear your voice. And as a sheep hears your voice, I will follow. And that you will still all other voices. They would be blocked. I only want to hear your Holy Spirit. And that you would lead me in a spirit-to-spirit way. 
So this is where I quiet for about two minutes through deep breathing. And sometimes I'll use instrumental music if I need to focus. I also have a list next to me, as sometimes during this time, he'll bring things to mind that I've forgotten I need to do. So I jot them down and then go back to my quieting so I can get it off my mind. Or I just notice that I'm having distracting thoughts and I go back to the breathing. Remember, as you take deep breaths and quiet your body, you're quieting your mind because you cannot have a racing mind and a relaxed body because they're one. So do this for at least two minutes. Start with a few deep breaths, and if you get wandering thoughts, just notice them or write them down. Pause here. So now I become aware of his presence, and I hold him in awe, and I praise him. I may read a verse, maybe go back to Philippians 3, 1, or another one, and I say, God, I praise you for how you want to know us and how you want us to know you, how relational you really are. And you've made us that way. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I'll sing to him here. So pause here and do this. Next, I surrender my agenda. I surrender my self-will and anxiety and striving. And I try to just be still and know that he is God. I surrender what I want and align under God and his kingdom. I may say the Lord's Prayer here, so you may want to do that. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So pause here and surrender. Next, I linger in his love for me. I establish this connection as we went over last podcast in whatever way I can, usually through gratitude over and over, maybe even five minutes of gratitude. This turns on your relational circuits. If I get a sentence that forms in my head or a word or a memory, I just jot it down. Sometimes I won't get anything until later, so I just enjoy his love with no expectations. I know I've surrendered, and he knows I only want to hear his voice, and I'm trusting he honors that just as we honor someone who's trying to listen intently to us. Pause here and linger in his love all around you, within you, holding you together, and get ready to listen. Pause here. Now this brings me into a state of deep abiding, deep trust as he has drawn me near and I have responded. If I hear something, I jot it down. Today I heard, I am with you. I am for you. You can ask him, if you'd like, as I did earlier, what do I need to learn about lingering longer in your presence, Lord? Or just, do you have anything more for me? Just notice what comes to mind and jot it down. Sometimes I'll hear a scripture reference or get a memory of something that brings me joy. Sometimes he brings things to mind. I have no idea what he's doing it for, like the puzzle. For now, Just notice what he brings to mind and jot it down. Pause here. So now we have readied our hearts to listen to all he wants to tell us, but we are also learning to enjoy his presence, our connection with him. This isn't just about getting marching orders. It's about abiding and lingering in and enjoying our relationship with him, just being with him. You know, without him showing me about the puzzle, I wouldn't have had a story to tell you today. I didn't understand why he was doing it at first, which is why we always need to surrender our perspective. So maybe that was the reason. But 
I learned something about him in that experience, about how he likes to linger with us, and about me slowing me down. It was revealing, and it's going to help me to become more like Jesus. Sometimes as we approach God, he can feel like a big puzzle to us. But as we learn to linger with him, we realize it's really all about knowing him, being called near and lingering in his presence to receive whatever he has for us. So remember to check the filter checks and share what you got with a friend. Next week, we'll be doing more on lingering as we move into listening in the spirit, because I know this is a hard one for many of us. But as you practice this, it really helps your listening skills in all your relationships. So the practice for the week is continue with a back and forth gratitude that you did last week, focusing on God's love for you and his response to you, how he is calling you near to just linger and have fun just hanging out with him. Practice doing this as well with your loved ones. Waste some time with them and do something they enjoy. And feel free to go back and meditate on any of these verses mentioned today. Please subscribe if this is helpful to you. Share this with friends and give us a five-star rating. This will help us get the word out more quickly. Share it with someone who's perhaps needing to learn to linger a little longer. And until next week, remember, it's all about connection and you are made for this.